Hello, and welcome to the Manage by Magic podcast. I am Kaylea, your guide on this journey to escape business madness and harness the magic in e-learning content creation. Today, we are going to talk about my top 10 tips for an effective online course. And if you're here, then you are probably trying to figure out what are some of the best practices that there are for e-learning and e-courses. For instance, class times versus office hours, locked browsers versus open book, in-class work versus homework, what websites to use, uh, whether or not to use worksheets or hands-on activities, and how you can really help your students learn. These aren't even half of the questions I had when I first started, and I'm sure you probably have different questions as well. So if you have a different question than what is answered in today's podcast, you can send us an email at hello at managedbymagic.com. And we will try to create a podcast answering your question so that others can have this answer as well and can make a bigger impact together. Well, after spending time in this industry and taking time to study the theory, there are roughly 10 main tips that encompass how to create an effective course. And now this isn't a one size fits all. Instead, this is what I have seen, read, and tested. You may have a different method that works, or you might have different best practices. That's awesome. If you have best practices other than those here, send us a comment about what they are. I would love to have someone else's thoughts on what they have found that works and why, because what this really boils down to is that, like I said, this isn't a one-size-fits-all. There are so many different types of learners. Each student needs to be treated as an individual student, so you may need to adjust your strategies to ensure that you are really reaching all of your different students with their different learning types. So I really hope that the tips I mention here are helpful for you. I know that these are only a few of the tips. There are so many different strategies that are incredibly beneficial for e-learning, and I would love to share this with you. So be sure that you subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest on the tips when we release our episodes. Now let's get to it. Tip number one, regular times. In the great education shift to online back in 2020, a lot of ideas regarding online education were flipped on their head. One of those ideas was that class times were not needed for student success. However, students in all grades and in all kinds of courses showed that time slots were definitely needed. If there wasn't some sort of external responsibility, then students quickly forgot about their classes or would opt to do something else instead of the classes, but generally it led to forgetfulness. Um, Because of this need for a ritual, having a regularly timed course or period where students have 
or either uh, watch materials, they can join a group discussion. They just need some scheduled time that they know is there for them to show up and participate and engage and learn. I find that having time deadlines for submitting assignments is beneficial as well because it reminds students of their responsibility within the course. And a lot of this can be done with setting regular times. If you don't have regular times, you may find that some of your students will quickly disengage because there are so many different types of learners, like I said. Now, there are some students that can handle individual work remarkably without regular times. They can do it on their own time and do it well. Now, these students, this is where I feel like there needs to be a little bit of flexibility. If the students are able to perform well on their own times, maybe the regular scheduled times are more of an optional thing for them. But if not, we want to make sure that we are really having them engaged, whether or not they are showing up. So try and get your students to notice of regular times, regular deadlines, some way that they know they have an external responsibility to get things done in a particular time. Number two, shared work. This is based on the idea that more hands make less work. At the same time, when you have students work together on projects, assignments, homework, or whatever you want to call it, they are going to learn more. Why is that? Well, students that work together to learn information are going to retain that information at a higher rate than those that don't, even if you are an, like an introvert's introvert. Talking out where you are learning helps solidify the information. And sometimes another student can explain something in a different way that just clicks with another student that helps that introvert to reach out and to engage more and to share their opinion, which may be really insightful for those extroverts. And it gives the time for the extroverts to relax a bit so that everyone has an equal participation within the discussion and the shared work. You can have students and clients like work in pairs or small groups so that you can monitor what's going on in each group. Now, these can be done randomly assigned or you can be very strategic with how you assign your groups. You may look at which students' strengths complement other students' weaknesses so that we can help those students really learn and develop those weaknesses into strengths for themselves. When you have group sessions, you can have breakaway sessions where your students break off into like another virtual room if you're using Zoom. This could be for like 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be very long, but it can help them talk through a project or a puzzle, give updates and feedback. And then they come back as an entire group and every small group shares what they came up with. You will be surprised by how many ways there are to solve the same problem and having varied input can be extremely beneficial for your students. Number three, simplified research. 
you know your stuff. You have researched your topic. You've learned as much as you can so that you are prepared for everything. You have probably learned all the jargon. You've learned the nicknames for the jargony words. And you've even started journaling about the topic. You know this inside and out. But your students don't. You need to take that information you have learned and like what I'm doing here, break it down for your students so that they can take in bites. Not only are they going to see the effort that you have put in, but you'll have an open wide the gates of knowledge for them. And you're helping ease them in to learning your expertise, but you will have to simplify it for them. While it seems like everybody should just automatically know what you're talking about, that is not necessarily the case. Simplifying really helps it where you can reach your students at levels that need to be reached at. You need to talk to them in ways that really meet them where they are at in their learning journey with you. This will help them elevate and stay more engaged and really enhance their learning experience. Number four, walkthroughs. Walkthroughs are one of the most underrated and the most needed resources for anyone using a website or registering for a course. Something that many experts forget is that your clients and students aren't going to know the ins and outs of the resources that you use, more than likely. And because of this, they will desperately need walkthroughs in order to understand what you are talking about, how to navigate the course, and how to get through their assessments or their homework. If these walkthroughs aren't already available from your host website, then you will absolutely need to make them. And then once you have made these walkthroughs, they need to be made available to your students immediately upon access of your e-course. They need to get an email or have a post that they need to review that provides them all of the details that they will need to be successful in navigating your website, your course site, the course responsibilities, homework assessments, everything. And then it's all out there, getting them ready and helping them throughout their course. Otherwise, you're going to get emails with a lot of the same questions. If that happens to you, I highly suggest responding to these questions with a video a screen share, for instance, walking through the answer to the question. And then you can use that video to answer these questions before they are asked, immediately providing them with the information that they need will help them be more successful in their journey, and it'll save you time as well. Number five, considerate construction of assessments. Assessments are one of the most stressful things for students and clients. Did they remember the information correctly? Did they study like they were supposed to? Are they able to communicate their learning? When you make assessments, remember that there are more than just a few kinds. 
There's homework, group work, and coursework, quizzes, open book, tests, and more are all effective for assessing students. Assessments are essentially ways to determine whether or not the student is understanding what you are teaching them. Pay attention to your students and see what it is that they need, and then adjust how you assess from there. If students are not fully grasping their learning with a worksheet and then a multiple choice questionnaire, then you may want to adjust your strategies to provide more hands-on learning so that they really grasp what they are being taught. Number six, regular community interaction. In order for your students to begin creating communities, you have to take the lead and be an example. Students are going to require a lot of support in online communities. They will need a space where they can talk with you, discuss with other students, and do something other than study all of the time. To interact with your students, try hopping into class early or having regular group discussions. Read every response you can and respond to their questions and their points. Make sure that you are treating them kindly. These individuals are looking up to you. You are their example. And so you need to be the support for them as well. Having a community also means that the peers are supporting each other. That is fantastic because as we talked about earlier, students retain more of their learning when they are interacting together. So regular community interaction between peers is also beneficial. Just remember that you are in their community as well. Number seven, developed lesson plans. PowerPoints, lesson plans, and study materials, it doesn't matter what you call them, but lesson plans are how you organize your courses. Always be prepared for your students. This sets an example for them and it helps keep you on track as well. Some students also need PowerPoints before class so that they can take notes. If you have them ready to go, then you get to help more students succeed. Having a plan helps you be prepared to help your students succeed. It is extremely beneficial and it's not that difficult to learn how to create lesson plans. I have a training on this. I can help you with it. There are plenty of free resources out there as well. So if you have any questions on creating developed lesson plans, just contact us and we'll help you out. But they are vital, vital for ensuring that your students are getting what they need from this course and from you. Number eight, invest in those you teach. We have to give more than we get when it comes to helping guide students who are new to a topic. Even students who are already learned some of the previous content are going to benefit from any and all additional resources. Part of your investment is the work that you do daily. And sometimes it is that little extra handout or access offer that supports your students and helps you demonstrate your support. 
It may also help to bridge a gap, to clear up a misunderstanding, or to reinforce a learning point. So try to create engaging and effective additional resources. I will say that you should be mindful that you are not over-resourcing them. We want to make sure that the resources we give them are used. We are really big on implementation. So having resources that have to be implemented can be really beneficial. Consider how you can use those, but try not to overload. We don't want our resources just to sit in a file and not go looked and implemented. So find ways to ensure that the resources you are giving are actually being acted upon as well. Number nine, keep everything up to date. You absolutely need to keep your course items up to date. Sometimes the various technological services or programs that we use to provide support to our students, they release changes or updates, and that may require us to therefore update our documents. You can even engage your students in helping you find these items that need to be updated. Just as they will need to support in the learning system, you will need support in finding any out-of-date material. If students can't match what's on your resources, have them point it out. Maybe even make a fun contest with a prize for their error outdated info finding skills. Now, if you do something like that, you will want to make it clear like, hello, we use Zoom and Kajabi, and sometimes they make updates to their website. If you find the following any of our walkthroughs, have led to errors or changes, please point it out to us and we will update this information for you immediately. We are sorry for any inconvenience this causes you, but we will also provide you with a reward for your info finding skills and will help you because you are helping us correct and stay updated. So try to make it fun, make it clear and understandable that there are times where things update and we will try to stay as updated as possible, but would love your help if you come across anything that needs updated. Number 10, reach out and be yourself. It doesn't take much to reach out with a small note, email, chat, or even just to say hi to everyone by name during the live group sessions. You don't have to reach out to every single student that you have. Instead, you can just reach out to the students that you have personally connected with or the ones that have reached out to you. These students are more than likely to need more personal support since they have already reached out to you likely with questions. And personal support gives you the opportunity to be yourself with your students and also helps them see that they can be real with you as well. Now, of course, don't forget the other students that haven't reached out to you. There are introverts out there. There are individuals out there that feel hesitant to ask you their questions. So I find it beneficial to really reach out to everyone. And with those that haven't reached out to you, you can even make a comment about that. Say, hello, I just noticed I haven't heard from you this week and I'm really worried and I would definitely want to help you progress through your course experience. Please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. 
and I will be here to support you. It is really beneficial to people who are afraid to ask for help because you've extended your hand to them. You've reached out and you're being yourself and that is what the world needs. That is what your students need. That wasn't so bad, was it? Now, I know that these tips are only a few out of many. There are so many more, but I find that these 10 tips will really help you to provide effective e-course and e-learning opportunities for your students. It'll help you create stronger communities and it'll really elevate you to become an effective e-learning expert I am very thankful for you joining me today. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out to us at hello at managedbymagic.com and subscribe to stay updated. Love to hear from you. I'm very happy to be here with you today and I'm excited for the next time that we get to hang out. Have a great one. Thank you for joining me today. Subscribe to stay updated as I will be back each week with more tips, tricks, insights, and overall motivation that will help you in e-learning content creation.